Welcome everyone to the Pursuit of Growth show where we hold candid conversations with fascinating individuals from all walks of life to learn about their passions, successes, failures, lessons learned, and how they apply personal growth to their lives. We'll end the conversation with key takeaways that we can all implement to better ourselves and the lives of those around us. However, this episode is gonna be a little bit different because the fascinating individuals that are being interviewed happen to be myself and my co-host, Sammy Gonzalez, as always. What's up, Sammy? Hey, Greg, how's it going tonight? It's a little chilly. A little chilly chilly. here in the Metroplex of Dallas, uh, just around Dallas. And so hope everyone's staying safe out there. And uh, I think this episode is going to be just a tad bit different than some of the things we've done in the past. But recently, we filmed an episode about our 2021 look back. So we reviewed some of the highlights of our of our um, 2021, some of the different things that inspired us, some of the different people that helped us along the way. And we thought it'd be a really good opportunity now uh, at the beginning of the year to look at 2022, take a look at some of the goals in which that we've identified for ourselves, and then really explain how we're gonna go about doing some of those in particular because I think a lot of people that are just now getting into the podcast or just learning about the pursuit of growth are ask, starting to ask questions like, how can I set goals? How can I do what I want to achieve um, in 2022? So right now is a better time than ever, than ever to really get that ball rolling, even though it's February. Absolutely. And you know the whole pursuit of growth is about active progress and setting goals and creating habits that really are um, aligned in 11 focus areas. That's what we call them, focus areas of life. And ultimately, these 11 focus areas, Sammy, you and I believe, really encompass every meaningful aspect of our lives. And so one of the things that we're going to do today is talk about each of the focus areas, each of these 11, and the goals that we have that we're looking to accomplish in that. And we're asked all the time when we talk about the different goals that we're accomplishing over the course of the year, and how do you guys take on so many things? Well, it all comes down to planning and putting together a process to be able to accomplish that goal. And that's something that you and I have defined. We wrote a book about it, um, mm-hmm. which you can purchase at our website at livetpg.com called The Pursuit of Growth. But it's an actionable plan. And in fact, Sammy, you and I are available to help coach people in really creating these goals and then ultimately creating the plan that's going to help you to accomplish it. So this is something that I'm really excited about to be able to share my goals with you and our listeners and then hear the goals that you have set and then really how we're going to be able to help each other throughout the course of the year, hold each other accountable, give each other assistance and support as we move through and go after these goals. You know, some of these goals are pretty simple. All it takes is just sometimes writing it down on a piece of paper and just looking at it every day. That's all it takes to accomplish it. Others are going to be a little bit more comprehensive and it's going to take, you know, time and strategy and planning and a lot of work, but that's what the pursuit of growth is all about. You know, something that I want to mention about that is, although this is a show about looking forward in the 2022 goals that we have, that doesn't mean that everything's going to get wrapped up in 2022, right? Some things will get moved over. Some things will get shifted. Priorities, desires, uh, you know, different things that you have going on in your life will roll up too. So just because Greg and I have written down our goals doesn't mean that these are the absolute 100% 
only things we're going to be focusing on. There's a ton of stuff that goes on throughout the day-to-day, -day, you know, kind of minutia of life. Uh, you just want to be able to seize it, right? You want to be able to take advantage of great opportunities. And sometimes one, you know, one area is going to be calling out to you to focus on a little bit more. One area is going to step back a little bit, but that doesn't mean it's bad. You didn't fail. You might've learned from everything you've done. Yeah. And I always like to put the uh, expectation or, or maybe the caveat of God willing, because as we all know, life can change in a blink of an eye. And so when that happens, it's just all about adjusting and maybe going in different directions. So as we go through the different goals that we have outlined you know, today, we're going to look back at the end of the year, again, God willing, and we're going to share, hey, this is what we accomplished. And in fact, I think you and I talked about maybe we do it more regularly. Maybe each quarter we do an update to kind of give people an idea of how we're progressing towards these goals, which ones we've accomplished, which ones we're struggling with, which ones we maybe had to scrap and go in a different direction. But the key is growth. The key is setting some big goals that push you, that really motivate you to move forward. And I think that's when life really starts taking off. And, you know, overall, as you're going through your goals in your life, I know that I do this a lot too. What I have right now are those big picture kind of strategic high level goals. There's a lot of actions that go behind all of them, like we mentioned, and we'll kind of go into that action steps and those next steps, because that's really what the pursuit of growth is. It gives you the actionable plan and that roadmap on how to achieve a lot more and when you're pursuing growth. So sometimes you'll hear like some of these big picture items, but as you look to refine throughout the year, as you go through some of the other goals, again, like you're going to, some things are going to change for you. And I think that you're going to get awakened to new opportunities and new things that they come about. So um, I just like to make sure that people understand too, that it's not a rigid set in stone. You must do these things. Now we've identified the actions that really work for us. We've identified the actions that are going to allow you to really have a set uh, plan as you're moving forward to it. Um, but again, like we're open to having those conversations. And I think that's the next step for the pursuit of growth too, is really helping other people thrive within a system that helps um, and that's adaptable as well. Yeah, I think ultimately it comes down to a kind of a really short and sweet way to put it is, what can you do to grow into the best version of yourself? And when you really take that mindset I think that opens up a, a whole different view of the world in terms of how you can continue to get better um, and what are the things that are gonna get you there. And so that's why as we go through this exercise, I think people are gonna see that your goals in many cases are probably gonna be similar to some of mine. And then in other cases, they're gonna be totally different because you've got different desires, you've got different seasons of life that you're going through that are gonna kind of dictate where you're going. But ultimately the, the overarching theme is growth in these key areas of life. And that's what we're gonna talk about today. Well, I think that's a really good segue into explaining what those 11 key areas called the focus areas are and then why they're important. So I'm gonna go ahead and list those out um, just to kind of review those. And, and Greg, maybe we can take a deep dive into or a, a, a dive into some of those if you wanna call some out. So the 11 focus areas uh, in life are character, attitude, confidence, relationships, health and wellness, love and service, lifelong learning, professional work, financial literacy, hobbies and experiences, and then faith in God. So those yeah. are the 11. Those are the 11. And one of the things that I love to challenge people with is come up with any goal, any goal that has any 
just small, tiny tidbit of positivity in it, and it will fall within one of those 11 focus areas, whether it's something that has to do with your spiritual life, your physical life, your health and wellness, of course, um, your mental state. The 11 focus areas capture everything. And what it does is it allows you to kind of break down and be able to see, hey, these are the areas that I really need to be focusing in. Which areas maybe am I excelling in? Which areas am I, am I maybe struggling a little bit with? I can tell you right now, just looking at our culture in terms of our American society, I think a lot of people will say, man, I really struggle with relationships, my health and wellness, and my financial literacy. Those tend to be three common areas that people really discuss a lot in terms of I need a lot of help to grow myself included. In fact, I'll talk about today, one of the areas that I'm really focusing, one of my biggest goals for 2022 happens to fall in the financial literacy category. I have a real great opportunity to continue to grow in that area. There's some other areas like my health and wellness. As of today, man, I'm really excelling. I'm doing some, some really, really good work and I've done that considerably for a long time. However, I need to make sure that I'm maintaining my consistency. I need to keep learning and as I get older, I've got to do some things differently. So I've got to continue to grow and you know, really work to, to take that to the next level as well. So as we talk about our goals through these 11 areas, I think it's going to help people realize um, why these areas are important. But I think also, I think it's going to challenge people to think about their goals differently. And really kind of what I want to sum up in saying is, you know, if you just talk to the typical person on the street and you ask them to find their goals, most people cannot do it because they haven't taken the time to sit down and think through, what do I really want to achieve this year? Having these 11 areas helps you to really pinpoint some specific things that's going to help you again to work towards growing into the best version of yourself. In addition, it's going to help you realize where the struggles in your life, you really can attack and make better. So in terms of fear and anxiety and depression, so often you can take the struggles that we have, and they will be pinpointed into one or multiple areas of these 11 focus areas. And when you know, man, right now, a lot of my pain in life is coming because of my professional work is just not fulfilling my life. Or you know what, I'm, 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 a, I'm a slave to debt and I'm having the hardest time being able to climb out of, of some financial um, troubles that I've got myself into. Or maybe I'm just not having fun in life. I don't have any hobbies or meaningful experiences that give me that spark. Well, understanding these areas and understanding that you have ownership and control over them through the use of developing a plan and attacking it with goals can absolutely change the way we live on a day-to-day -day basis. Yeah, I agree. I think that's very well said, Greg, and, and something that um, we'll carry through uh, throughout the rest of the conversation is to really hone in and refine that and sometimes again just putting stuff down on paper is is one of the key things so for for everyone that's uh listening into the show um you know we're going to talk about a lot of big subjects and goals here for everyone's watching greg's actually having camera difficulties right now uh -oh. <laughs> so uh you just popped off all i see is a, a black screen that says greg brinkley um let's see if you come back on but for the people that are listening to this, know that the Pursuit of Growth book outlines a lot of these. So if you want to listen to this episode and read along, you can do that as well. Just check out the book whenever you get that opportunity. Absolutely. Right. Well, Sammy, well, let's let's jump in and start talking about our goals. So, uh, you know, let, let's just take each focus area 
and we can kind of ping pong back and forth and I'll let you lead off. Talk about, uh, talk about character and what your goal looks like for 2022. All right. Well, first I'm going to call it out again. I think your camera's still off for some reason. So yeah, my, I've got my technical team working on it as we speak. <laughs> Look at that. They're, they're a crack team of experts right there. So they're, they're highly trained with turn the camera off and turn it back on, <laughs> even though it looks like at the moment, uh, I've got a little bit of a uh, pixelation issue, man. But, you uh, look we'll, so. We'll continue. So 1980s VCR recording right now, which I think is a really cool effect. I don't know how you did it, but I'm gonna have to try that out as well. All right, well, we'll, see, we'll, we'll right. see if I can get back into the 2020s. But <laughs> no if worries. I've got to live in the if I've got to live in the 80s for the rest of the show, hey, we'll do it. <laughs> no worries. So yeah, I'll I'll start. So the first one we talked about was character. And so one of the things, one of the ways that I break out my goals is I like to, to write those kind of high level things too. And then, like I said, break those down into some actions. So there's three that I focus on in, in, in side of character for my 2022 goals. And the very first one, actually, I'll tell you what, I'll read all three of the high level goals and then we can talk to those. Um, the very first one is write to my kids um in their emails so when my kids were born I'll, I'll just touch on this when my kids were born i set up email addresses for them and it's something that i did on a pretty consistent basis so it was about once a week i just write them a quick email you know from dad you know just something that happened today i remember remember very distinctly there's certain times when i was super proud when something amazing happened then all of a sudden you know there was one time i'll never forget i had tears in my eyes when i wrote it but i told them that i failed i failed as a dad and I, and I wanted them to know that. And so I wrote out that email and I sent it to them. Now, I'm the only person that has that password to those emails. I've never given it to anybody else. And frankly, I don't think I'm going to until they're probably about 14, 15, 16, just kind of depending on that. But I have fallen off on that goal. And I, I know you, you've known about this goal for a long time um, is to be able to communicate with my kids and just give them that time and place of where I was as, as a dad, um, whenever they're growing up. So kicking that back into high gear, um, this year and starting actually this week to start putting those emails back in place. Um, second thing is be a mentor. Uh, I think a lot of times I've gained so much from mentors that I want to actively pursue the fact of, uh, or actively pursue being a mentor to someone else. I've got a lot of people that I communicate with and, and talk to, but I want to establish something that's a little bit more than just like, hey, let's touch base, but somewhere where I can, you know, someone that can see me as a mentor. Uh, and the last one was build others up. I just think that there's a lot of times right now in, in society and in the world that there's a lot going against people, um, or at least a lot that people feel is against them. Um, so why not take an opportunity to actively pursue a goal of making sure to look at others and, and start to build them up, be it a simple compliment or be it, you know, action plan through the pursuit of growth. So that sums up my character uh, goals that I have for 2022. Nice. On my end, um, you know, in years past, I, I've selected a handful of, you know, quote unquote character traits to work on throughout the year. Uh, I think I've talked about on, on the podcast previously, boldness, um, decisiveness, empathy, kindness have all been things that I've worked on. And, and actually, I've put plans in place to study 
and actually apply those different type of character traits in my life to where they become more habitual and why that was important. Well, this year, I wanted to approach something a little bit differently. You know, we, we've all heard people talk about, I'm a man of principle, or you listen to a leader or somebody who is, is a, a, a person of high esteem, and they say, well, you know, when this challenge appeared, I fell back to my principles. So one of the things that I started thinking was, while I have a plethora of principles, I've never really sat down and just defined them. You know, what are my principles in terms of how I interact personally with my friends and family from a social standpoint with my community, my professional work, my leadership? You know, what are my core principles in life? And so one of my goals is actually to spend some time to create my list of core principles. And then I actually want to frame them and then hang them up in my bedroom above my desk where it's something that I'll look and see every single day um, when I wake up and every single night when I go to bed. So that's gonna be, I think, a fun exercise um, to be able to create. And then of course, more importantly than actually defining and framing those are challenging myself to ensure that I'm living by them. And so I think that's gonna be a really fun exercise to do for character. Awesome. Yeah, I really like that. And I know you've done that with some other things too, where you've printed them out and kind of put them front and center. And I think that's, again, another great opportunity for people to take with them is you know, opportunity for them to be able to do something that's going to help them push through their goals and remind them of what, why they're doing things. Uh, it's a simple little hack there that I really like that you do. Yeah, I'm very much a kind of a visual person. And I've learned that if I don't have the things that are important to me to where I can see them consistently, I am, I am quick to fall back into bad habits. Mm. And so whether it's spending time in the morning going through my goals and my prayer and my meditations or having things posted in my office or in my wall, and of course me being the neat freak and the kind of the, uh, you know, the, uh, the everything's gotta be straight and tidy. I like it framed and, and like displayed nicely. But if I can look at it and see it, then man, it has a consistent impact on me. Nice. All right, Greg, let's uh, second, second um, focus area is attitude. Attitude. So again, we've talked a lot about how the best way to increase your attitude is through gratitude. And that's one of the things that I spent really a lot of 2021 working on. This year, I really wanted to take a look forward and challenge myself to pick 12 books um, so that's equivalent of one book a month that I would read or listen to on Audible. Um, so 12 books that I would go through that would encourage my personal, my professional, my physical, my mental, and my spiritual growth. So really, again, those are kind of five ways to take the 11 focus areas and, and just put them into some smaller, bigger categories. But I want to have a book that really hits on all those different aspects. And again, so much of our mindset in terms of the pursuit of growth is led by positivity and led by the right perspective and understanding that when we have trials in life, that those trials oftentimes are there to make us better if we choose to accept it that way. And if there's a circumstance that we can't change in our life, well, then we have an opportunity to change ourselves. And so for me, I need consistent, again, I need to continue to feed myself that type of, of, of mindset and that type of framework and so by selecting 12 books that are going to be able to help encourage me on that journey, I think it's just going to be a big, big help, again, whether it's personally, professionally, spiritually, or, um, you know, from a mental standpoint. So that will be my goal this year in the attitude focus area. How about you? So I've got three again. These are kind of 
I kind of do like to do things in threes. Um, So attitude. So one thing that I have found from people that I have admired in my life, uh, something that they did that I've never been good at is to really write down stuff. Um, I like to carry it in my head. And again, you hit the nail on the head, right? Gratitude is one big thing that I want to focus on this year uh, inside my attitude. So I am going to start gratitude journaling and doing that weekly. Um, So everyone in this, honestly, you want to know where it came from. This came from the realization of how good other people's memories are and how good other people are doing this. Um, Dave Grohl in his in his uh, latest uh, biography, the autobiography, biography, um, where he, he tells so many great stories um, about his past. I was like, wow, how do you remember all that? Secondly, it was Matthew McConaughey's book, um, Green Lights. All right, all right. And so about his journal and why he talks about all those different things in there too. Green Lights. And then also uh, Anthony Bourdain was a prolific writer. And those are three people in my life that, you know, have, you know, for whatever reasons have popped into there as people that I admire. Um, and it's, uh, he had a, a very long history of just being, again, a prolific writer. So I want to start doing that a little bit more. Um, next is personal accountability. So ensuring that I am doing what I say and doing it for the reasons I say. And so that one's got a lot more behind it too. And then a third one that, that's popped into my mind here recently, and it goes back to my attitude, is supporting others' ideas. Um, so many times uh, I've seen people that are quick to shut down other people's ideas. Mm-hmm. And you know why? It's because they're, it's not their idea. Yeah. And I've fallen into that trap many a times is because I, I know what I know. And, you know, I'm very well researched in a lot of topics. And, you know, I, I study a lot of things that I'm passionate about. So when other people don't have that same opinion or same level of attention to something that I care about, I can be quick to shut others' ideas down. So I'm actively turning on the my attitude to say, okay, let me ingest and support those others' ideas and then provide them with any feedback that I have, knowing that it is my opinion about uh, what they're talking about. Man, that's a huge one. Um, you know, and it's, it's, I, I should say this, it's also, this is why I love sharing goals is because it gives me ideas too. And, you know, just what you talked about is something like, man, that's an area that I can continue to get better at as well. Um, especially when it comes to, you know, I wrote a blog several months ago about being curious when judgmental because we're always forming judgments. A lot of, a lot of times you hear people say, oh, you should never judge somebody. Well, the reality is we're judging people every second of every day. I see you have a gray shirt on. I'm, I'm, I'm judging, do I like that shirt or not? You know, if someone walks into a bank with a ski mask on and a shotgun in their hand, I'm going to make a judgment that this might be a dangerous situation, right? So we're always judging, but I think the key with judging is making sure that we're doing it the right way. Are we curious? Are we forming negative, uh, destructive, toxic ideas based on things? And what you were talking about really kind of reinforced that is a lot of times I'm in the same situation where someone will share a thought or an idea. And honestly, the reason why I want to shut it down is because it's not convenient for me. And so I'll be like, no, we don't want to do that. Let's move on over here because this is what I'm comfortable with. Right. So I just, man, that just started making me think a lot in terms of, you know what, I've got a, I've got a real opportunity to grow in that area too. So kudos well, for that. 
one of the big things that we talk about in the book is about accountability and about sharing and about mentors, right? And, and I feel like that's, you know, you and I have had this relationship for a very long time in which we share our goals, we work towards our goals, we ask where our blind spots are. Um, and I think that's what's the great thing about doing this. So I hope that other listeners and other viewers are seeing this and saying like, you know what, let me do this with my family as well. Um, mm-hmm. Let me let me share some goals. Like your whole, one of the very first ones, your character traits that you focus on, like one of the things I want to do is have that family vision. And you, you've sparked it. And you know, I've talked about it forever. And I've even talked to my wife about it. It's like, we don't, do we have a family vision? Like, I'm not, I'm not sure if we do. Like, what are, what are we doing? You know, what's that mm-hmm. big picture? And so that again, sparked it right there. So I wrote it down as just like, hmm, family vision needs to go in here somewhere too. So, hey, it's good to get it out there. Absolutely. Well, man, talk a little bit about confidence. So what, what kind of goals do you have set forth in the confidence area of the pursuit of growth? So this one's only got two big steps here because I feel like I'm confident in my beliefs i'm confident in what i've learned in research but there's something that i don't do very well and i want to get better at this and it, i think it rolls into confidence is once i formulate my opinions i need to start sharing them more readily um, and not pontificating by any means but finding myself in opportunities in which i can share those opinions and getting feedback um, and insight as to what I have formed. And so kind of goes hand in hand with this, but something that I've wanted to do for a long time, made a commitment to you to do as well as part of the pursuit of growth is I really want to start enhancing my writing. And so write, my goal is to write 12 blogs. Um, You've done the lion's share of these. Um, I I would say you've done all of these. Um, So I want to start contributing to that, but I want to have a manageable goal. And right now you do a great job with the one minute matters. I think that I'm going to accomplish the 12 uh, blogs in a different manner, Uh, maybe a little bit more lengthy pieces, but I'm going to try them. And again, formulate my opinion, share my opinion, and then receive the feedback. So those are my two. Love it. Love it. Well, for my confidence goal, um, I really wanted to focus on fear Um, because in, in, in my life, I think in all of our lives, one of the biggest reasons why we tend to not do the things we want to do is there's some level of fear there. And you can look at fear and you can, again, you can kind of drill it down into different buckets, whether it's the fear of, of what other people think, if it's the fear of loss, the fear of change, there, there's some big, big categories of fears, but even within those categories, you can really drill them down into different smaller pieces to really unravel what's holding us back in certain areas. I know, in my life, there's been times where I've had fear of confrontation because I don't like to, I don't want to make people upset. I was a, a chronic people pleaser. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been times where I was, I was fearful of being in front of people, getting on stage and talking. Now, that's one of my absolute favorite things to do. And so what I've learned in my life, what I've read and researched, what experts who really work in the world of psychology talk about is in terms of overcoming fear, You've got to successfully define it. You've got to successfully plan for how you're going to prepare to attack it. And then you've got to attack it. And so, you know, we've all heard the story about the guy that was like, well, I was afraid to swim with sharks. And then I swam with sharks. Now I no longer am afraid to swim with sharks. It's again, when we face our fears, it's that adage that we tell every, you know, five and six year old kid in the world, face your fears. 
Well, what if we as adults actually lived out the things that we tell kids? And so my confidence goal is to do some research and really expand upon the concept and the idea of what does it mean to successfully define fears? Because I think oftentimes we may think we know what we're afraid of, but we're not peeling back the curtain far enough to get to what the root issue really is. How can we do that? How can we then plan for it? And then how can we apply to be able to overcome it? And so ultimately I want to either write a blog or a series of blogs um, that really go into just that aspect of, um, of fear. And for me, I know in every area of my life that I wanna be confident, the one thing that tends to pull me back is some type of fear. And so I'm excited to use what I learn in my personal life as well. That's pretty awesome, man. Yeah, I, I think Tim Ferriss has a really good exercise um, that, fear, that other- Fear setting, right? Fear setting, yep. That yeah. he, goes, he goes in depth about doing that. So you know, shout out to Tim. He's someone that I know we're both big fans of. Uh, read a lot of his books and so hopefully the other people can find that exercise there too and look to see what you're doing in, the, in that same realm yeah and there's some really good ted talks that i've actually already listened to um, over the last couple of weeks um, and through those ted talks have exposed me to some researchers who really focus on this hmm. and so I'll, I'll share that as well throughout the year for people to be able to look at and listen to and get some key takeaways but yeah i'm actually really looking forward to this one i think it's going to be one of the more um, this is going to be one of those, those goals that I'm really excited that hopefully can help other people. Nice. All right. Next one up is uh, relationships. All right, Greg, let it roll. All right. So this is a fun one. So a lot of times when people think of relationships, they immediately think about their significant other or they think about maybe their parents or their family. And that's 100% right. Like that is, I mean, come on, those are our inner circle typically of the most powerful relationships in our life. Um, but it's also our friends. It's also the people that we uh, just enjoy spending time with in our lives. So for my goal for relationships is I want to spend one weekend every quarter visiting my parents in Georgetown, Texas. So they live about an hour and a half, two hours um, away from me. Actually, it's closer to two and a half hours now with, uh, with the, uh, the trek down Interstate 35. Um, but as we all get older in life, I want to make sure that I'm spending quality time with them. So that's part of it. And then two, each month, I wanna reconnect with an old friend. So someone here in the Dallas Metroplex, you know, COVID-19 the past two years has made it more difficult for us to be able to get together. But again, where there's every challenge, there's new opportunities. And so if there's people that still may not be comfortable going out in public, we've got this tool right here that we're using right now called Zoom, that it's really easy to be able to get together. So there's no excuse for not doing that. So again, spending a weekend every quarter with my parents throughout the year at minimum, and then also connecting with a new friend each month here in the Dallas Metroplex. I'm really excited about that. Well, you summed it up into one word that I, I've labeled for 2022 is my only goal um, inside relationships, and that's reconnect. Um, so I feel like I've put an entire emphasis on this this year just because of the same exact reasons that you talked about here recently. Um, about you know, code 19 and you know the, the way that the world has been um, here recently. But I want to expand just a little bit more on that one word just to give the, the audience just a little bit more details is reconnecting doesn't just mean with long lost people. Reconnecting can also mean the people that you're closest with reconnecting because you're reconnecting with their thoughts uh, or maybe you're more present. 
So for instance, uh, one of the goals that I tried to achieve last year was trying to have a every other week date night with my wife. Now, I failed in doing that because I tried to make it too big, right? Outside of understanding that there a date can be a simple, you know, 10 minute hangout, like on the couch and talking about something, you know, and, and being intentional about it. Um, something that happened here recently as well uh, is we had a, a free Friday night, which is kind of often odd in my house. We're usually running around all over the place. Um, so my uh, oldest daughter, she said, Hey, can we just have a family night? And so we literally sat down on the couch. We played Uno and we did, a, I think we watched a movie after that too. Um, we liked it so much that we did it the next night as well. So after we got done with all the craziness, we came back. So again, that kind of monthly family night and, and monthly sounds like, Oh gosh, you don't spend that much time with your family. No, I'm around my family all the time. But this is, a, again, being more present and being more, oh gosh, what's the word that I'm looking for? Um, really just being in the moment with them uh, as well. And that last one is mentor, uh, mentor connections quarterly. So right now I've done a really good job of maintaining a core group of my mentors that I roundtable with, um, typically monthly. Um, but then I also see some of my other mentors that I've built relationships with, Steve Gray being one of them who's recently on our podcast. I see him about quarterly. Um, so there's a few others as well that I'm reconnecting with. But again, it all rolls up to that reconnect. So I just want the audience to know, like, don't think going back to my monthly date night approach, right? Don't think it has to be this really big, intense, like we're going to go see some new play and dinner and a weekend away in Barbados or wherever it is. Hey, sometimes you just want to hang out and say, Hey, can we, can we chat for 15 minutes? Cause that's all we have right now, but I want to be intentional about it. Yeah. I heard someone say uh, a while back that the, the greatest way to grow your relationships is TIME time, just spending valuable time together, doing anything. And I think back to when we had Dan Miller on the show and he talked about, you know, hundreds of years ago, the typical person, you know, had 200 or so people in his kind of close inner circle community, people that he could turn to for support, encouragement, just that was just the way that we lived. Today, we typically have eight or less people in our inner circle. And so how do you make sure that inner circle is tight and strong? You spend time with them. How do you grow that inner circle? You intentionally focus on having time with people that matter. And so uh, I, I love how you just have a one word to describe it. And I also like how you phrase it as it's, it's reconnecting sometime with people that you're close to, but just being present. That's super cool. All right. Next up, we have health, which I know is a big topic for you and I all the time. So uh, I'll go ahead and, and, and jump into this one first. Now, health for me is, is interesting because... I've done, people that know my story know that I've had a really long process of getting healthier and doing it for the right reasons, for being there for my family, um, you know, being able to do the things I want to do and for longevity as well. So there's a couple of things that I didn't have that, that one word, right? So I just kind of built out a few things that I want to focus on uh, this year's goals. Um, one that I've done every year for probably the past five years that I, I just started yesterday 
uh, is no alcohol in February. Um, I, I don't drink that much. I'm, I'm not a, a heavy drinker by any means. Um, but I like to give my body that, that 100% complete reset, uh, in February. A lot of people say, Oh, how could you, you're a big sports fan. It's the super bowl. Well, actually helps me pay attention to the game a little bit better too. <laughs> um, but I still like to go to the party and everyone likes to give me a hard time, but man, I tell you what Topo Chico does a lot. It goes a long way during those, those events. Um, so I'm focusing on that. Oh, and it's also the shortest month. So, I mean, I give myself some grace there. I always pick February. Um, carnivore diet is something I just started. Uh, I've been wanting to, uh, tweak my diet lifestyle. I've been mostly keto slash very low carb for probably the last eight years now or so. So I really want to ramp it up. I want to, I want to test my body and test some of my limits. So started carnivore yesterday. So far I'm eating all the meats. I'm feeling good. Uh, two things, two last little ones is a minimum of five workouts weekly. Uh, I've been doing this pretty intuitively for a while, but that's mostly been on either a cardio goal or a like a cycling goal. So I'm in, I've started to increase my weightlifting as well, because I know that one of the, in my research, and you can hear from a lot of different experts is one of the leading indicators of of your longevity in life is your ability to maintain your muscle mass and um, your strength. I guess you can say not muscle mass, not like bulking up. So really focusing on my season of strength. Um, and so I'm really at least five of those workouts I want are some type of weight or load bearing or stability type exercises. And lastly is recovery. I really want to focus on recovery this year. And so um, actually, thanks to my wife and my sister, I've got some uh, memberships to uh, cryo, uh, cryotherapy so nice. place. So yeah, I've got actually the certificate right here. Um, and so cryo, and I'm looking into purchasing a sauna, which sounds crazy, like, hey, you're going to buy a sauna for your house, but it's something that I've had friends do. I know the benefits, mm -hmm. they're there. I mean, um, the, the main benefit of a sauna is it, raises your body temperature up, kills off those zombie cells, which are senescent cells, which are, you know, can lead to cancer because they're the free radicals. And you kill those off by getting your body nice and hot. And so what better way than a sauna too? Plus so many benefits, so much fun time to hang out and just sit in the sauna and sweat it all out. It's always good for you. So those are kind of my health goals for right now. Nice. So in my world, I actually, uh, I took the diet, fitness, and sleep plan that I've been doing for the last couple of years, and I enhanced it. And this year, I gave it a name. I'm calling it the TPG 365. So the Pursuit of Growth 365, because this is something that it's a year-long goal, a year-long uh, lifestyle in terms of my health and wellness. And so basically, it starts with my diet. I actually uh, have defined categories of the food that, I'm, that, that I'll eat. Um, which becomes my shopping list. And so typically it's, it's lean meats, fruits and vegetables. That's kind of where it's heavy. It's, it's light carbs, but if it's going to be carbs, it'll be complex carbs. But it's this year more about what I'm cutting out. So I'm making a tremendous effort to cut out um, added sugar, artificial sweeteners, um, just all those unhealthy foods that we know about, right? So just really trying to stay clean and really staying consistent. 
Now I've given myself of, of all my meals throughout the week through seven days, I've given myself two meals that I can have feast meals. So anything's on the table. What's amazing is I've, I started this actually in December of 2021. And so now it's all, we just started February. Um, I think maximum, I've only done one feast meal during a week because I've just gotten in this rhythm and man, I'm feeling light on my feet. I'm feeling healthy. My gut just feels different and I've got more energy. The goal is to really just even kick my immune system to a higher level by just making sure that I'm consuming the right type of thing. So um, if you're interested in what my diet actually is, shoot me an email. I wrote a blog several months ago that kind of outlines it that I could shoot over. And again, you know, my, my nutrition plan is not going to be for everybody, but I think it's a good frame of reference to be able to say, okay, this is kind of how he did it. I think what the important um, topic is with that is I've defined the different types of food that I'm going to eat and the different types of food that I'm going to avoid. And that makes it so easy when I go to the grocery store or when I go out to eat to know what I can and can't have if I'm going to continue on this plan. The fitness aspect of it consists of working out weights three days a week and doing some type of cardio three days a week. And so I'll do one, then the other, one, then the other. And with my cardio, one will be a hit workout, like sprints. The next time I go around will be like a long distance run, kind of a light jog for, you know, two and a half to three and a half miles. And then the third one is reserved for some type of kind of sporting fun, whether it's mountain bike riding, kickboxing, or playing a sport something that I can do that's cardio-based that I can also incorporate with a game and then have one rest day that's also devoted to some type of flexibility and mobility workout of just stretching, moving around. And that's actually another thing that I need to add. At the end of every one of my workouts, I'm going to dedicate 15 to 20 minutes of just stretching in the workout because that is an area of my entire life that I've been challenged with is my flexibility. And I've kind of used it as an excuse. I'm just not a flexible person. Well, I could probably cite and show hundreds of examples of people that have said that, that are now like yoga instructors and they're hmm. bending their legs up behind their head because they just put the time, effort, put the plan together. So I'm excited to do that as well. And then lastly, on this kind of TPG 365, it's sleep. And so my goal is during the work week to get a minimum of seven hours of sleep per night and on the weekends target eight. And so I really want to make sure I'm getting good sleep, good quality sleep, um, so that I can kind of live this active lifestyle that I've defined. I love the fact that you've outlined those two things. And, and you know me, I'm extremely passionate about diet and nutrition. Um, I'm also extremely passionate about finding ways to, you know, increase your overall total mobility and, and body function um, through some type of activity. So I really like the way that you really broke that out, which gave me a, gave me, um, I guess a, a new way of looking at something. I actually bought a whiteboard, um, on Amazon two days ago. It just got here. So I've never really in this is a quick tactic, I guess, for some people, but I never really just written them down. And so now what I've started to do is every Sunday, I make a grid on this little tiny little whiteboard, about size sheet of paper and write what my core workouts going to be plus any supplemental workouts so it says like you know chest and back and then abs you know those are those are what i'm going to focus on from a weight thing the next day like a tuesday may be like a tabata ride on the peloton like and then abs or whatever it may be mm -hmm. um 
But the one thing that I noticed is I left one day blank for whatever happened. So it could be mountain bike riding, like we mentioned, we're both big mountain bike riders. But then also my seventh day is my stretch and my plan day. So I can do everything else that I want to do on that seventh day, but also need to stretch for a good 20 minutes. And then I need to plan for the next week. So just a tactical thing there. So yeah. lots of little tips. So if anybody, yeah, again, I think, I think you and I both have so many tactics on this, on this uh, health um, avenue that I think that a lot of us are focus area that I think a lot of people can reach out to us. So feel, feel free to do so. Hi, right, Greg, love and service. Yeah, so love and service. So uh, I wrote down, I will prioritize plans weekly to support my girlfriend and her son. And so as we're going through this, people are probably asking, man, these are a lot of things, like what's all the, the tools and, and, and things that go into this? Well, it's like you talked about at the very beginning of this episode, all these goals, there's a lot of smaller goals that build up to accomplishing the, the, the major vision goal, right? So what I do is I take all these goals that I have and I have an Excel spreadsheet and then I look at this quarter and say, okay, what work am I going to get done this quarter in each of these 11 areas that are going to push me towards accomplishing these goals, right? Then every single week I have a planner that I look at, okay, what are just the, the basic tasks I've got to do this week, like laundry, grocery store, clean house, call my mom and dad, all those type of things. But then I look at my goals and say, okay, what are the, the, the key areas, the key items I need to work on for all these different goals? And so weekly, I have a list that I write down in terms of what I'm going to work on to accomplish. So it's those small steps to get to those big goals. Well, on my love and service, I actually write down what I'm going to do to support my girlfriend and her son that week. And so it may be, I'm going to have dinner with them this many times a week. I'm going to make sure that we're going to play this particular activity on this day. Um, I'm going to do um, this particular initiative date night with my girlfriend, and we're just going to like watch a movie on the couch, whatever it might be. I sit down and think about it. I plan it out like you do on that Sunday. Sunday is my plan day. I plan out my whole week. It takes me typically about a half an hour, but writing down the things that I'm going to do to make sure that I'm spending time and doing cool things and, and meaningful things with my girlfriend and her boy. That's just been really something that, that's helped me to make sure that that's a piece that's not slipping because it's got to be a priority, right? Absolutely. So for, for me, love and service uh, go, is going back to volunteering. Um, so one of the areas in which it was a big part of my life for many, many, many years was working directly for the nonprofit Bogle Alcove. Uh, before that, previously, I was at the American Heart Association. So nonprofit in my background has always kind of been there. So one of the areas in which I want to get back into volunteering monthly, like just um, something, some way, lending my time, lending my ear, whatever that may be. I'm on, I'm on a volunteer board for a creative organization called Creative Mornings. But I also want to expand that into something that's a little bit more uh, dedicated in my city. So finding a place to dedicate my time at least once a month um, here within my uh, my local community. But I also want my family to do that as well. Um, so I want to teach them the importance of volunteering. And then a monetary goal, because I think sometimes it's good to understand where that you can help others by not just giving your time, but also by working towards giving donations. And that's raising a certain amount for charity. And right now I have it pegged at about $2,000. Um, but if I include the entirety of the family, I'm going to try and do that for $2,500. Um, 
and make sure that they're contributing their their time. And I'm talking mostly for my kids, um, seeing if they can help me raise up that money. So we'll see how it go, how it goes, and that's a year long goal. Uh, so that may increase if we're dedicated to it. Love it. Talk about lifelong learning. What's your goal for lifelong learning this year? Oh man, this is one of those big ones that I think I could put like 17 uh -huh. things next to. So I had to be very focused. I'll say it again. Like I, I've said many times on this show, I am very guilty of you know trying to eat two elephants with one bite. Um, and so lifelong learning, I, I like to categorize these things as a little bit of how do I how do I continue to have lifelong learning and doing something in a unique and exciting and fun way? So the first one, there's three of them here, I think. Let me scroll over on my spreadsheet. Yeah, there's three of them here. So number one is read or listen to 12 books. Funny how we have that in common. Yeah. Um, and so mine don't have a particular like vein of, of information or whatever, like you mentioned, but this it's good to get back to reading or listening. And I really enjoy uh, reading and listening. Um, second one is archery. I want to reconnect with archery because of all the mental aspects of the physical act that go along with it. It requires discipline, exercise, training. Uh, it's also something that I want to do to increase on that health diet is be able to start to hunt more to provide food for my family and myself as well. Um, so that's one of them. So lifelong archery. And then the last one, uh, is something that I've always wanted to do. Uh, I've never done it before, but I feel like I'm okay at it, but I want to get better is taking cooking classes. Um, and so, uh, that was one of the very few things I asked for, for Christmas, um, was like, Hey, I want to take a cooking class and, or multiple cooking classes, but I didn't want to just do like learn how to make a pizza It's like i'm i'm talking like i want to go to like ace class or classes to learn a new style of cooking or a cuisine because i want to be able to say like, this is my signature dish here's what it is I'm, I'm great at cooking mexican food i'm great at grilling smoking meats but i think i'm leaning towards french cuisine because frankly i don't eat it a lot so i'd like to learn more about it but then number two one of my uh one of the idols that I'd always looked up to was Anthony Bourdain. And that was a style that he chose and reading some of his work. He always said that there's a, there's a way you can make it simplistic and, and more palatable to everybody. So I was like, Hmm, that might be interesting. So outside of becoming a pastry chef, which I don't eat that much anyway, I think French might be the way to go. Well, I think for a, uh, a, a quick and easy way to understand if you accomplish that goal or not, you should, you should say that like by December, you're going to cook a meal. Please have me included. Uh, and we yes. get to actually eat it. And we get to tell you, did you, did you uh, <laughs> achieve this goal or not? The goal was to take cooking classes. So okay, okay. was I, was I good at remembering what I learned or can Fair I execute? Point. But Hey, I'll tell you what, you can be my test subject and I'll make sure that they're healthy as well. Fair point. Fair point. And, and again, I, I like that you brought up the fact that you have this reading and studying as a part of your lifelong learning, where in my example earlier, I had reading and growing in terms of my attitude. Mm -hmm. So again, it shows that there are several items that can fit in multiple categories. Yep. So that's all just where you want to put it. Um, for me this year for lifelong learning is 
kind of going along with what I said for confidence and kind of building kind of a playbook in terms of how to overcome fear, I want to really create and put together a really nice document that um, answers the most common objections to Christianity, apologetics. And so this is actually something if, for people that read, read the book, they'll read my story where I grew up um, in a family that went to church, went to a Christian church. But as I got older, I really was lost and just did not have a clue what I believed. And over the course of a year, I did a pretty extensive, um, really, really self look uh, at what, what is it that I believe? What, what is it that, um, that matters to me? What is truth? And I spent literally a year identifying well over 100 questions about God that I went and found answers that really just just shaped and, and gave me confidence in my belief in Jesus Christ. And I still have all that work that I did in a combination of a file cabinet and, and on a computer file. What I'd like to do though, is I wanna be more elegant to be able to explain those different questions. Everything from the basic, why do bad things happen to good people? You know, if, if the Bible is true, why does it say this here and this here? These are two contradictory statements. There are so many great questions that people have in terms of how can this be true if? But what I've learned is there has been an answer for every single question, um, at least an answer collectively to make you realize beyond a shadow of a doubt that this is really the right way. So what I want to do is become much more knowledgeable of it. I want to be able to communicate it better, and I want to put together a, a piece that other people I could send to and they could refer to if they have questions or if they want to go through that process themselves. So it's something that I'm really excited to learn more about and uh, put together. Nice. I think that's going to be a really good piece. I think a lot of people get a lot out of that as well. Absolutely. Um, up next, I think we've got um, financial literacy. Uh, professional work. Did I skip one? You did. I sure did. Well, let's back up. Well, let's at, least, at least on my work. work. Professional work leads to, you know, many cases to financial literacy. And I guess, <laughs> and, then, and then back and forth. Totally called you out. That's uh, that was that was bad on me, but I'm staring right at it. That's why. All right, professional work. So you're holding me accountable. I am. Uh, so here's the deal. So as many people know, Greg and I both have full time jobs. So you might be thinking to yourself, like, how do you do all these other things while you do full time jobs as well and demanding full time jobs as well? Well, I think the the statements we've made today are clear. Like you have to have a plan. So one of the plans that I put in place for my professional career as uh, two different things that I want to be able to accomplish this year as a goal is attain some work certifications that are going to help me be better at my job and be more efficient. Um, by no means am I a slacker by any means. I, uh, I tend to take on too much. So I want to make sure that I'm being efficient and effective with the way that I work. So I think some of the certifications are going to help me do that. Uh, looking towards some type of promotion or more of a people management type role is something that I really want to investigate. As a matter of fact, it's going to affect tomorrow when I meet with my director to just talk a little bit more about what a career path looks like in my, in my uh, professional career. And then there's three other ones. I know this sounds a little crazy, but number one is the TPG or the Pursuit of Growth Business Growth. I think that's one area that we're both really focused on this year is understanding how we can 
take the pursuit of growth as something that we just like sharing with other people and hope to inspire other people to change and grow. But how do we roll this into a business that can which can sustain the livelihoods of ourselves and our families on this long-term path that we have? So we've outlined those some of those goals, and we're happy to share those with other people as well uh, moving forward. Uh, I was a big fan of before I turned uh, 40 and was my four by 40. So I said I wanted to have four income streams by the time that I turned 40. And I was well on my way to those. And COVID really put a damper on a few of those avenues. Um, and so not, not excuses, but where I had to turn my attention away from that, that goal, uh, I'm getting right back to it. So one of the areas in which I'm certified is through health and wellness from Dan Miller, who was a guest on our show. And so I'm getting back into the Dan Miller coaching as well. So there's an entirety of a certification program. There's coaching involved, there's training involved, and there's the ability to give, um, I guess, to give speeches and give talks on like some of the topics that he's covered as well. So I'm looking really looking forward to uh, understanding, you know, what that looks like here moving into the new, new year. And also because of all of that, putting together the plans to really achieve financial independence outside of having to work for any specific role of these, but being able to take a little bit here and there and be able to put those together for a meaningful future as far as like my financial uh, independence. Nice. In, uh, in my category for uh, professional work or, or focus area, as you may, um, you know, you mentioned we both work full-time jobs. So I work at a, a charity called Vogel Alcove where I'm the chief development officer and my primary role is fundraising for the organization. And so my goal this year is to create a strategic development plan for how we can really take an exponential leap in terms of our fundraising so that we can continue to grow our programs and services. And we have an opportunity now to expand um, to some different sites in the Dallas Metroplex. And, and I really wanna be able to pinpoint how we're gonna do that and how we're gonna do that well. Um, in addition to that, just on my day-to-day -day work, when I show up every day at my office, and, and we're one of the few organizations that we've been going into work still um, every single day during this pandemic as, as an essential service, we work with, for, for folks that have listened to this podcast before, we work with homeless children and homeless families um, at a location in downtown Dallas. But I wanted to find, what does it mean to be excellent at work? So it kind of goes back up to what I talked about in terms of those principles that I've outlined for my character goal. Um, what are ways when I show up to work every day that I'm showing up with excellence? What are the behaviors and the things and the habits that I can do that are really going to lead me to be, again, the best version of myself specifically at work? And so I'm excited to put that together. And once again, surprise, surprise, I'll frame it and I'll put it on my, uh, my wall in my office so that I can see it, but then other people can see it as well, because I want them to know this is where I'm going and this is the accountability piece that I'd like them to hold me to a high standard with. Awesome. All right. Now, financial literacy. All right. You've been waiting. Little, to, I was, you've been I was waiting. ready to jump into it, man. Well, I'll just dive right in. So I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, this is an area that I have a major, major opportunity to grow. And so I'm excited about, um, really, this could also go into lifelong learning, to be quite honest. But one of the, uh, the all-encompassing goal is really to create a specific plan for my personal budget which I've actually already completed that. I've gone through and, and looked where am I spending my money? Where do I need to cut back? Where do I need to maybe reallocate? 
how am I gonna look to have some savings goals? Where do I have some investing goals? And then I wanna have a, um, a long-term investment strategy that's gonna require me to meet with a financial advisor to be able to look at everything that I put together, but then help me to make it better. Take a look at my personal budget that I've done. Take a look at my savings plan, my investing plan. And then I'm really starting to look at some new long-term goals in terms of a new home purchase. Um, what are some passive income streams that I can create to develop to help me on the revenue side of things. And so it's a big, big monster. This is probably of all my goals that I have this year. This is the biggest one with the most parts. And so again, I've taken this big goal and I've broken it down into quarters. And then in those quarters, I've broken it down to what work am I gonna accomplish this month? What month am I gonna, or what am I gonna accomplish in March? And then it's time to tie those up. It's time to move into the second quarter. What goals am I gonna accomplish there to make sure that I'm on track to be able to hit ultimately where I wanna be able to say I'm at in December. But primarily this year, it's all about really developing the plan. Next year, it will be more about executing and making sure that I'm hitting those numbers on that plan as well. But right now, my focus is really just get the plan in place and then follow some good principles that I've already learned from years past. That's awesome. I know that's been a big thing we've talked about. Um, and financial planning is something that's really important to me too. So that's actually one of the areas in which I've had a financial investor or a financial planner for the last couple of years, and he's done a really good job, he and his team, of getting us to where we are now. Now I'm really ramping that up. And I'm actually, one of the things I wanted to do was to like look for someone that's really in tune and aligning with some of the big picture goals that I have for the family. So looking for a new financial advisor and planner, and we actually found one that really fits and suits what the next phase of life is going to be. So nothing wrong with leaving one whenever you look to realign your goals. And um, so we did that and we're actually in the active state of moving over our assets wherever they need to go. We talked a little bit about my income streams, so increasing what those are. And right now I'm focusing on three major income streams. Um, an area that's lifelong learning, like you mentioned, but an area that I'm really interested in that can probably fit into hobbies and experiences as well as crypto projects and investing. I really took a deep dive into those last year. Um, I own crypto in various states. Um, and so I want to really understand it a little bit more and really start to outline some projects um, that I want to do in some collaboration with some people. So that's a, a big one. And then the last one is increasing my ROI in those various avenues. So, you know, what are some of the things that I'm doing well? What are some of the areas in which I can like optimize, I guess you can say, uh, and increase the ROI that I have in some of those areas? So if it's not really something that's doing um, a lot towards that goal, I'm, this year is the year that I'm going to start to evaluate, investigate. And if it's not something that I can really change or want to put a lot of effort into or desire into, then I'm just going to cut it and then see if there's some headspace that, get, that I get back uh, to be able to knock out some of these other ones. Yeah, you know, speaking of crypto, that, that also within that huge financial vision goal that I have, um, I've got a piece with crypto in there as well. And, and I've started to invest uh, on a small degree and I'm learning as I go, uh, which has been kind of a fun process, but not putting a whole lot of money into it, just putting a little bit of money that honestly I can afford to lose. The, uh, but I think one thing that we could look into and maybe commit to is let's bring some more people on this show to talk about crypto mm -hmm. because it is a topic that's getting more and more traction in our general population and still so many people have a big 
question mark above their head yeah. when it comes to what it actually is. You know, is it a scam that's like a pyramid scheme? Is it the way of the future? And here in the next couple of years, there's going to be no such thing as dollar bills. Well, the truth is somewhere in the cloudy middle. But um, there's a lot of people that are really educated on it that can, I think, share, you know, and really help you and I, plus the people listening to the show, to have a much better understanding of crypto and, and really how it can be beneficial to invest in as a uh, as an income stream. Yep. I mean, it's brand new. We're just scratching yeah. the surface. Um for mainstream. Yeah, there are those those outliers out there that have been doing this for a very long time. Uh, but, you know, hey, now's the time. Absolutely. Well, man, hobbies and experiences. We've got this one and one more. Yeah. Talk so to us about hobbies and experiences. This one, again, can be a laundry list of different things. But some of the fun things that I've always, I've always liked to incorporate are I've done a really good job pre-COVID uh, uh, was doing a one concert or show or performance monthly. I like to get back to doing that because the concerts and shows and live live entertainment is something that I just, it invigorates me. As a matter of fact, I, I think I've told the story once on the podcast is that right during COVID, I think we were about three months into it. I had one of those evenings where I just, I had a breakdown. I was, I was missing people. I was missing shows. I was missing going out and everyone went through this, right? right. So I went in my room and I closed the door. And I just watched like seven different concerts on YouTube. Uh, and I was uh, just remembering all those good things. So I want to go back and, and start doing that again. But some of the other ones just to spare some of the, the big details. Um, but it's really being out in nature and enjoying it. Um, that's one area that has a big picture goal. So that's everything from a hunting and a fishing trip. So again, going back to archery, going back to hunting. Uh, fishing is something I've done all my life, but it's really uh, taken a downturn in the last shoot, probably 10 years or so. So I want to ramp that back up and get the kids involved with fishing because I think it's a good time. Of, it's almost like a form of meditation too. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also some big picture goals, traveling internationally. We've got our eye on Costa Rica this year, um, but I've also got my eye on some other uh, areas to investigate. And then mountain biking trips with the crew, our uh, mountain bike crew uh, trying to get out to either Bentonville or Spider Mountain. And then the last one is just making sure that I'm outside, um, preferably on my bike if I can, three out of four weeks out of the month, uh, just because I love the physical aspect of it. And it's something I can continue to do. It hits the health goals. It hits the fun experiences. It hits, mountain biking to me hits a ton of uh-huh. all of these areas. Uh, except maybe financial literacy, because I can I can uh, spend some dollars on some bike gear. Well, hey, it may, may, actually, it does fit financial literacy. Because it's like, how do I continue to grow my mountain bikes and not go bankrupt? <laughs> exactly right. How many bikes can I hide in the garage before someone says something? All right, Greg. Awesome, what about man. you? Personal hobbies, man, experience. Yeah. So this of, of all my goals this year, this is the one that I'm most excited about. And so, so bear with me as I tell you a short story, but uh, I'm sure you're familiar with the, the movie, the classic 80s movie, Point Break, with yep. Keanu Reeves and, um, and uh, Patrick Swayze. You're going to become a bank robber? So I'm become a, a surfing bank robber, and okay. I cannot wait to see <laughs> if I can pull this off. Nice. Well, I guess it was probably three or four years ago, they remade Point Break. And what they did was they turned it into, it was the same premise. It was a, a former sports athlete 
goes undercover, gets into this like kind of like cool hip um, like circuit of kind of outcasts, figures out that they're these bank robbers and then tries to take them down. Well, the remake version was based in the world of extreme sports. And so the good guy, the, the hero of the story is a former, um, uh, is, a, is a former motocross rider mm. who discovers that this band of crazy extreme athletes are like doing all these robberies across the world. Well, as he infiltrates this group, he learns what they're all about. And that is they have this desire to ac accomplish what they call the Osaki Eight. And so the Osaki Eight is named after a fictional character in this movie who defined eight extreme like experiences that if you would accomplish would basically give you nirvana in life. These are things like rappelling down the craziest mountain um, in the world, uh, you know, jumping out of a plane and flying a certain area. It was, it was surfing the biggest wave in a storm in Australia. It was all this like crazy extreme sports type stuff. Well, the movie didn't get really good reviews, but I absolutely love it. And I will, anytime it pops across like my streaming service, I turn it on. I just, I think it's cool. It's hip. It's fun. And it just kind of motivates me. What's the thinking? You know what? I'm not going to do the Osaki eight of these crazy extreme challenges, but what if I came up with a list of things that I'm going to do this year that I just think are cool and fun and things that I can do with friends and family and people that I love to spend time with. So I came up with similar to the TPG 365. I have the live TPG 25. So I've come up with 25 things that kind of fall into the realm of hobbies and experiences of just cool things that I enjoy that I'm going to do this calendar year. And so I'll rattle them off real quick. I'm going to paddleboard on Lake Austin. I'm going to mountain bike a downhill off-road course. I'm going to hike a chanted rock in Fredericksburg, Texas. I'm going to kayak a river. I'm going to paint a masterpiece for display in my home, which by the way, if you go to hashtag LiveTPG on Instagram or Facebook, you'll see I've already accomplished that feat. I'm going to horseback ride at Paladero Canyon, Texas. Similar to you, Sammy, I'm going to fish. I'm going to rock climb at an indoor gym in Dallas, Texas. I've always wanted to learn how to rock climb. I'm going to go sailing in Perdido Key, Florida. I'm going to complete a 5K run. I'm going to complete a 10K run. And I'm going to complete a 5K trail run. And then I'm going to complete an obstacle adventure race. I'm also going to learn a set list and play a performance on guitar in some shape, form, or fashion. I'm going to experience the Marfa Lights in Marfa, Texas. I'm going to swim in a waterfall in Turner Falls, Oklahoma. I'm going to listen to a concert at the historic Green Hall in Green Hall, Texas. I'm going to shoot a bullseye with a Glock G19. I'm going to jet ski on a lake in Texas. And now for the bottom five, in no particular order, I'm going to race in an indie-style race car at Texas Motor Speedway. I'm going to go cliff diving. I'm going to spend a day on our family boat with my family in Lake Georgetown in Georgetown, Texas. I'm going to take my girlfriend for a night out in Georgetown downtown. We're going to eat, drink, play, have a great time. I'm going to take a trip with my high school buddies to camp, barbecue, shoot guns, share exaggerated stories, most of which probably never happened, mm -hmm. um, and just have an amazing weekend together. And then last but not least, I'm going to do something spontaneous that is awesome and memorable. And I'll be documenting every one of these accomplishments online. 
with the hashtag LiveTPG25. Live and so that sounds like a huge list, but again, I've already planned it out. And a lot of those particular items can be grouped together and be done on specific days or over specific weekends. So man, I'm fired up for the LiveTPG25. Yeah, there's a lot of really cool things in there. And I'm sure that I'm going to be tagging along to some of those as well. So uh, I'll be sure to, uh, to uh, jump in those pictures whenever you have them too. Love it. All right, All right, last one. Bring us last on, Greg. Last but not least, faith in God. I'll let you. Uh, I'll let you jump in because, quite honestly, I've got to take a break after talking about <laughs> those twenty-five uh, hobbies and experiences. So the faith in God one for me. I think I talked about this in the last one. It was one of the areas in which I wanted to focus on a little bit more last year that I did not do a great job of. So I'm ramping up my focus on it this year. And there's only two um, major goals. Uh, one is to understanding my personal faith. And then number two is discussing faith with family just in general. So those are very high level. There's a lot of actions that go behind them, but that's an area in which I told you that I'll probably lean on you for a little bit of insight and some ideas and accountability behind, because that was one of my major non-accomplishments i can say maybe not a failure but non-accomplishment last year um so i'm challenging myself to understand it a little bit more and then make sure we're discussing it overall as a family absolutely and you know hopefully that that work that i do in terms of putting together the that uh that uh that, that book on apologetics might be a tool also that can help with with you your family myself yeah. anybody to be able to to utilize for me, my goal this year for Faith in God is to actively engage and serve in church. And so Leah and I um, recently started attending a church in Rockwall, Texas, which is about 15 minutes away from the area town that we both live in. And uh, it's one thing to attend church. It's another thing to actually get engaged and start plugging in. And so we've actually just joined a community group which is basically a group of, I think our group will actually have about four or five couples that will meet for typically an hour on a Sunday afternoon and just kind of talk about the stuff that you just mentioned, talk about our faith. We'll have different curriculum or, or kind of exercises that are provided by the church to prompt us to have discussions and talk through maybe what we learned um, over the series of the last couple uh, 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 worship services that we've gone through or maybe certain books of the Bible. So I'm excited to be able to, to do that aspect. Um, to really be able to grow that. And then I'm really also looking to see how can I engage and serve the church? So it's kind of like your volunteerism that you want to do once a month. How can I actually do some things to help um, with the church, whether it's, you know, I've got a lot of experience raising money. And so that's one thing that the churches are, uh, you know, are, are dependent on is, is tithing and helping to raise money to be able to fund their programs and services and ultimately share the gospel. And so uh, I'll be looking for ways to be able to do that. So I'm very excited about growing in that aspect of my Nice. Well, as you can see, there's a lot of great opportunities that we have. Um, I even have a category called other that I use as a, uh, as a, uh, like a holding pattern until I find out where they go. And it's funny. I, parking lot. Yeah. I actually see right there is where I, I placed my other was my family goals and vision was I already had it in there. So you sparked my interest, but it was actually listed in there. So uh, that was pretty interesting to, to see that down there, but Again, we've gone through a ton of them, but hopefully that gives you some insight as to the way that we go about approaching some of the goals. And I think the next part is those actions and seeing how we work through it. So again, we're, we'll try to update this and then 
Greg, it would be cool to really write these out as a blog together, which mm -hmm. one will fulfill one of mine, right? But we'll also be able to write out what we're doing and then check in on those quarterly too and get some feedback and insight from other people as well. Because again, that feedback loop will be key. Yeah, and I think really the last point that I want to really hammer home is, you know, for people that have listened to us go through these goals for these 11 focus areas, um, one, I hope they were inspired to think differently about goals. Because sometimes I wonder if people, some of the things that we talked about, I would be surprised if some people were like, wow, they were considered that to be a goal that I should Correct. go after. Yep. But again, it goes back to how can we continue to keep growing to become the best versions of ourselves. The other point that I want to make is be okay with failing mm -hmm. because you are going to fail. And so one of the things that we talk about all the time, though, is truly you never lose. You win or you learn. So when you do make a mistake, when you fail, when you don't accomplish it, stop, regroup, replan, and keep moving forward. And Absolutely. if you've got to change direction, change direction. And then finally, again, I'm certain people are listening to this and going, oh my gosh, like that is so much. I actually read a book by blank and blank author that said, if I'm going to accomplish goals, I just need to focus on one thing and just do that one thing and then go from there. Well, I'm sorry, but we don't, we don't, like we don't follow that book. Nah. <laughs> so it goes down to what you, if you want to have, take on a set of goals like us, you've got to learn how to plan. And so that's one thing that we've done and we've spent a lot of time on and shameless plug in the book, The Pursuit of Growth. We've actually outlined a plan that can take these comprehensive goals or these combinations of goals, put them together and help you identify how to manage your time and how to be able to bite these off so that you're moving forward and you're having active progress to accomplish these goals. And I'm telling you, you can do it if you actually spend the time to do it. It's gonna require sacrifice though. You're gonna have to give some things up in order to do the things that you wanna do. So that's a decision you're gonna have to make. You know, Greg, then, I, oh, I, was, go I was just gonna mention on that point right there too. I know it's all listed in the book and, and it's on the website as well, but I think what we need to do is maybe have a follow-up conversation to this one and go through the action steps just in video and record it again. We did that long time ago and we had the recordings of it, but I also think we should refresh it and update those as well. I think it'd be a good companion to this episode. Absolutely. So in summation, I challenge anyone that's listening to go home and write down the goals that you want to accomplish this year. And again, maybe it doesn't have to be a goal for each of these focus areas. It doesn't have to be as comprehensive as what Sammy and I have done, but I want to challenge you to push yourself. Think of a handful and then maybe add a few more. Go after it. Strive to be the best version of yourself and live the pursuit of growth. And I think that one of the biggest things is accountability. Look at the way we're, account we're holding ourselves accountable and helping each other out along the way. So definitely reach out to us if you need some support, if you need some guidance. Uh, if you want to work with us, we definitely have opportunities to work with other people. We have a select group of people that we're starting to, to build out more of kind of a coaching and training network uh, with. So hopefully we can be that for you. So if you've been struggling, if you have things you want to do, you reach out to us on our website, which is livetpg.com or thepursuitofgrowth.com. Uh, you can just fill in that contact information form. You'll get newsletters, information from us. We're all over social media. Um, you can do that by following us on livetpg on pretty much all social medias. They're all linked to our website. Um, so you can go on there. And then of course, obviously another shameless plug for us, but read the blog, watch the episodes of these shows and buy the book. 
I think all three of those things are really going to help you learn and grow because you know what we're doing the entire time by producing blogs, by producing episodes of the show and by writing the book is we were also learning. We were also growing. And so I think that's just a, uh, a testament to the way that we've developed this so that other people can do the same thing too. So be sure to reach out, go to our website, check us out. And we hope that you can share along a lot of this messaging with other people too. Hopefully we yeah. get inspired. Reach out, ask us questions. Let us know how we can help you. Absolutely. Well, with that, Greg, I think we can sign off for today. Any last parting words? Man, I'm just, uh, I'm excited about the goals that you shared. I'm excited about, of course, the goals that I shared. And uh, let's hold each other accountable. And man, let's crush them. Let's do it, man. All right, here's the 2022. All right.